Geek Shock. Geek Here Shock. Here it comes. There it goes. No, it's because my dainty Canadian arms. <laughs> I, I, and here I was going to say, I thought it was all Canadians are polite. Yes. And it's like, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I got kicked out, Jeff. That is might that what be it is? Uh, You're not polite? The yes. first time that sentence has ever been uttered ever. What? What's dainty that? Canadian arms. Dainty Canadian arms. <laughs> like a little T-Rex. <laughs> Have you seen that shirt with T-Rex says, I'm unstoppable, and he's got one of those grabber things? Yeah. Nice. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I like it. Yeah. T-Rex with the grabber. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's I'm unstoppable. <laughs> We're live now. Okay, I'm not gonna. I have, I have a great idea for a T-shirt, but I'll tell it off camera. That's a good idea. Yeah, camera because of all the. People I know. That have I do that on purpose. Where's, where's the camera? Now I do that on purpose. Usually it's just me blubbing. Now, okay. Now I'm just pretending I think I'm on TV. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number two eighty six. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Fact check, Andy. Just a guy named Matt. <laughs> We're here to talk Week and Geek. We need to broach the subject immediately. No, Uh-oh. we don't. No, we don't. Uh-oh. Yes, we do. Flip Floppy Matt doesn't like his name. Why? Because he's flip flopping. No, because all I can hear is a flaccid penis. <laughs> flip Floppy Matt. That's what came to my mind. The problem. And it came to a, an erection last episode. Oh, boy. What? I told you I'm- Niagara Fails is your name. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's your Canadian name, Niagara Fails. Oh, man. Epic Niagara Fails. I like that, but just a guy well, named it, do, it doesn't sound like Flaccid Wiener. <laughs> if that's what or we could just straight up call you Flaccid Wiener. But no, nope, I don't like that. How no? about Flaccid about Wiener Matt? No, nope. <laughs> that is not going to happen. How about the Canuck that don't give a fuck? There you <laughs> that's go. That's good, too. That's good, too. <laughs> How about Language. we call you Soft and Dangly? <laughs> soft and Dangly. I like that. I like that. Soft, soft and Dangly. Flaccid Matt. Dingleberry <laughs> Soft and Dangly. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go again. What do you want to call yourself? Just that. Just a guy named Matt. Just a guy named Matt. That's correct. Following I, after I just Michael. I, I was nope. going to say, I don't it's think he can more do that. Than just Michael. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, does it? No, really Just doesn't. a guy named Matt. No. No. We're vetoing that. <laughs> Flaccid and dangly. <laughs> so submit your no. new names for no. Matt to comments at uglycouchshow.com. I just don't like it. Flip floppy Matt. He that shall not be named. How about we call you Rope Pusher? <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic from the uh, Ice Cream Social. Yeah. Push and rope. Rope Pusher. <laughs> Canadian Air Show. Canadian Air Show. Canadian Air Show. Canadian Air Show. That's not bad. Mad XD. XD. In HD. Soft. Extra soft. (laughs) Just plain Matt or whatever. That that will not cut it. No. You got to come up with something better than that. Okay. Let me think on it. I will. You have one week. Okay. You think on it, the rest if of you us don't will have think it, on it. Yeah, because if you don't have it in a week, we will name you. The readers yes. will think on it. <laughs> yes, and and, we will and name please you. get involved out there. If you've and got a name like, <laughs> for soft and dangly Matt, uh, send it no, in. No, get comment. it right, not dangly, flaccid. Comments at Ugly Couchers. Just remember this side of the room, the three of us being founding members, yeah. we get to veto any name that you have. We have veto power. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, Jeff. Okay, Nothing but, stop me from okay, coming to the door. Matt. Oh, <laughs> okay, but. That's not bad. He's got an okay, but. Yeah. 
Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Yeah, good to see good you. To have you back. Uh, a, will this be regular now, or is it going to still flip around? It's sometimes? it's way up in the air. Hmm. This this is not a schedule I have control of. Balls. Just yep. brace yourself for the concept that could be a night when it's when either he nor Kay is available. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, that'll be a dark, dark, <laughs> dark show. Heaven forbid if I have to go on vacation and he's. <laughs> <laughs> I well. think we can skip a week in that case. Oh, he's going to put say, something uh, in his place. We'll something. Put a bank somewhere. Yeah, we got to get the there bank show in there again. Here, let me try it. This week in news, some guy. No, I'm not reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. Especially not like that. No. <laughs> this week in news, nobody cares. But good job, Commander K. Last week, you did a fantastic did a job, job yep. running that yes. news, and and not tripping over words like I do. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, what you did have you many do? typos? That's what I got from that. Yeah, you have many typos. Well, he he had one where he just forgot the person's name, so we had. I have to and say, started making up names. I scram. <laughs> I I have not had much free time in these last week and a half, so I'm amazed that there were as few in that as there were. Right when it came down to it. And plus, usually, if I there always are typos when I'm doing this, I just brush by them and try to hide them as I speak <laughs> over them. But Kay didn't have that running cold, right? Yeah, that was that was his extra. That was him playing on the expert level right there to start with. Expert too. level, yeah, yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. I'm not only going to read this. I'm going to read this cold. Take Pod- that, podcast hero, <laughs> level extreme. What did you do this week, gentlemen? I know you guys saw Avengers too. Yeah, I think the whole yep. room. Oh, is that out? Yeah. Other than you. That's just, uh, I did not, again, too busy. So, gentlemen, I want to hear your thoughts, though. Uh, without too many I really spoilers. Yeah, yeah, well, some people yeah. out there, I'm sure, have not yeah. seen it, so let's uh, it, it be is, nice to them. It okay. is amazing. Okay. I really... Uh, I was a little worried that it was going to go too slapsticky. Like, there was so many jokes in that first five minutes, I was like, really? Turn into a comedy? Not really a comedy, but I mean, I'd a say stupid it. slapstick where they're showing just this, we're, we're camaraderie now. For, yes. two, for a two and a half hour movie, I, I I would say the first half hour is a little heavier on the comedy than it's than I like, was anticipating. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, one-liners like that. Yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully there is memorable. I did not mind it. <laughs> I mean, to I be like honest, though, it's not any worse than what's in the comics. I mean, there's there's a lot of one-liners in the comics. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Those jokes are golden from a golden age. Back when I started writing for Reed Richards, for example, I would make all kinds of puns about I'm stretched to the limit or I can't feel how far I'm elongated or boy, oh boy, look at my long arm and fingers. Or is it in yet? <laughs> Is it in yet? That was the classic. Oh, the ever-loving, green-eyed, blue-eyed thing. Oh, boy. I gotta tell you, your generalissimo has lost a lot of eyesight. And gray matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm technically a mannequin. <laughs> Excelsior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it started off slapsticky. Yeah. See, I, I didn't mind that. Um, I, I, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I, it, it was actually kind of what you're saying, camaraderie. It was kind of because it, it does jump. I mean, it goes from the end of Avengers two, and then suddenly they're a team, and they've obviously been together for a while, and you can tell that from right. the, from the way they're acting together. All right. What many people did miss, though, is the last week's episode of Agents of Shield directly led into the events that begin this movie. Ah, okay. So. I missed that. Uh, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Well, not not exactly, but I knew what 
the Avengers were being assembled for at the beginning of the movie. So if you're down from for 20-plus boring-ass hours, <laughs> no, listen to figure this. out five extra little pieces of info. No, Fuck you know off, what? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This That's whole, what I have to say. This whole season has been really good. They're getting into the old Inhumans storyline. Are you caught up? Or are you just throwing random hate out? I just throw He's throwing <laughs> random hate out. This I'm, still, I'm still like three episodes in. By now. Hey, three no, episodes yeah. in. You're still three episodes yeah, in. Yeah, I don't even... It's, it's, but it's not good. It's not a good show. Pay no attention to the man not by the, the curtain. the first ten, no. <laughs> well, then what's that? I'm sorry. <laughs> done, dude. No, we, we, you, hey, we, come we, on. We all this, the support. Yeah, we've, I, we've talked about yeah. this before. But I'm done. I'm done letting shows settle in. You can watch uh, Daredevil. It is not shit. Yeah, the first two episodes are good, and the third one, forget it. We're off to the races. You know what I mean? It's not. It's What's weird with S.H.I.E.L.D. is that it's so <laughs> hamstrung by the movies, Yeah. and now the movies are starting to get hamstrung by S.H.I.E.L.D. Here's the thing. Joss yeah, Whedon so, even complained about right, it. Right, so fuck that. So I'm saying fuck that <laughs> shit. Don't get hamstrung for a shitty show. It's, it's unfortunate. While I watched that film, all I could do was marvel. Oh, oh boy, what an awesome joke. <laughs> you snuck that in right under the wire. I'm putting that up on the bullpen bulletin board. These guys are going to love it. Um, so uh, that was great. Amazing. So I just Whedon, what a classic. Uh, Finish I, your point. I God damn it! I couldn't get over what Joss Whedon was able to balance. Can't stop interrupting himself. So good. <laughs> it is so well handled. There's so much shit to cover. So much. There's so much plot and so much action. So much in. plot. So much action. So many characters introduced. So many things. Going. I just was astounded. And I know he's beating himself up a little bit over things. Things have gotten nasty on Twitter. He left Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. All this stupid shit. Sick of these fucking it's people like, that have no sense of understanding of what fact, art is. James Gunn just came to his defense. Yeah. Dude, and everybody's wrote a, jumping to wrote, his defense. Well, no, but I mean, he he put up this long, well thought out um, essay about yeah. why people need to we gotta shut the fuck up and back off. Ignorant people down. You have a right to be offended. You do not have a right to not be offended. P.S. Art made you feel something. Get used to it. Enjoy it. Art made you feel something. It's not always what you want to feel. It's not always exactly what the artist intends you to feel. Get used to it. Feel something and fucking grow up. Grow the fuck up. Enjoy art for what it is. Thought-provoking. Challenging. If it's not, it's not art. It's commercial garbage. And Joss Whedon fought through the greatest armada of commercial warriors and executives on the planet to provide you with something that still maintains a heart of art. And that is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So not my to mention hat is giving off to the man. It is so good. Yeah. I'm going to go see it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least another getting time getting in back theaters. to the point you were off on before you got onto that rant. The, uh, just the balance of everything, they, they do four origins in that movie. Yeah. And they don't bog the movie down in the slightest bit. They don't no. bog it down. Wow. They don't speak, yeah. sp- spoon feed it. They, you know, we learn just enough about Pietro and Wanda. Yep. Just enough. That's, that's obviously the one that's the, the, least, the least gone into, but that's right. enough. It was we don't enough. Need, we don't need to know a ton. It was enough. Like, I mean, they could have gone into this whole, you know, they could have gone down to fucking Magneto rabbit hole. Right. It oh, could have yeah. been fucking crazy, but they didn't. So I just and it's just so good it, and it really it's very West Coast Avengers. I I tweeted him before he left Twitter. I hope he got it, but I told him I just he turned me into a twelve year old reading West Coast Avengers again. It was so good. It's so good. So yeah, it's I not, mean, not, not the Great mention, Lake Avengers. 
Not the Great Lake Divide. <laughs> nope. Not, it's not quite Alpha Flight, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Isn't that right, slapping wieners? <laughs> <laughs> you know about Alpha Flight. The yes. Canadian team. Yay. Some of them are good. Yeah. Puck. Puck's the loose awesome. wiener. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. And, I mean, it's... I guess it's gotten gotten really close to the first Avengers money wise. Yeah, they were they were twenty they were twenty million shy of the first Avengers opening weekend. Which is still incredible given that they had that ridiculous Pacquiao I, thing. That's, well, that's exactly that's, what I heard, but somebody argued that, that yeah. I mean I didn't realize there'd be much of a crossover there. I didn't think there'd be much of a crossover well, there. Well, that's but a Saturday it's, night. It yeah. was a huge, huge event that a lot of people right. that even weren't into boxing I bought pay per view. Oh, you, you, <laughs> I you and me I'm both. I'm sure dude. you felt it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, not the this. Uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers animals. put it best. This, oh, dude! This weekend was cus- was a uh, uh, community service weekend because yeah. nobody <laughs> you, was getting paid. You ain't kidding. We, nobody you was getting paid. Kidding. Customer depreciation day. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Thank you, and don't come again, fight fans. I'll tell you, I yep. managed. Jesus, oh, yeah, yeah. I managed yeah, to completely it was bad. avoid that. Oh, you, you lucky. My Saturday, but you don't work on the strip. That's different. No, well, I sometimes it, but not for that. Yeah. Um, my Saturday, I went off to the Sunset Park to see the Wacky World of Sports. Kind of missed that. Then I went to Free Comic Day. Then I went to the Marvel Pub Quiz. And How'd that go? That was We did not do... I, I actually had a team this time, and we did not do as badly as I did the Star Trek thing. Good. Star, yeah, Star Trek thing. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I had my job schedule got twisted around, but I did get to go to Free Comic Book Day. Nice. Well, that's I good. Go to three stores. And, uh, but I couldn't find Savage Dragon anywhere. And uh, I guess there were, there were a couple other books that I just that I were just gone. I think I saw Savage Dragon at, at Ralph's. I didn't pick it up. I did pick up uh, Captain Canuck. <laughs> nice. And I picked up the uh, Fight Club one. Yes, yeah, no, I, I didn't. See, I didn't see the Fight Club one. I got the Attack on Titan one, but I got a late start. I didn't get out till like noon. Okay. So all the good um, shit's already picked through, dude. It was, but uh, I got the Attack on Titan one, which was cool. I got a couple of good ones, but. Um, I mean, it's free comic book day, but then I it, threw I threw down a bunch of money at the stores too. I picked up a bunch. It of, was a crazy freaking free comic. I mean, I, I mean, I had my, I called every shop again for for work, and so I, you know, I knew what was going on where, and I knew which stores were open first. And I'd been uh, Lewis and I with his family and my kids went off to hit the stores. Nice. We hit alternate reality. We hit cosmic. New cosmic was going to be a zoo. Cosmic is great. Was yeah. crazy man. Um, and then we hit action, which was pretty good. Cool. And then we tried to hit maximum. Like, nope, that is not a line I'm going to stand in, dude. Huh. Yeah, uh, that was my first stop was uh, maximum, which is right up near my place, and that was an hour long wait. Jesus. But I got to get. Uh, he had graphic novels twenty percent off, so I grabbed a bunch of shit I didn't need. If you if you've been waiting <laughs> before the uh, store opened at Cosmic, yeah, they were giving the uh, uh, freaking way Marvel Essentials new with your purchase. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. No, I mean, it was a now, great Marvel day. Marvel Essentials are those really thick reprints in black and white of old comic books. Yeah, yeah those are cool. I think we've uh, we've gotten to that that saturation point where the nerd knowledge is out there and Joe Public realizes there's a free comic book I was day. seeing a lot of Joe Public. Right. I was seeing a lot of people who were obviously not big comic fans. Where Dude, it's like, yeah. Ooh, this is what a comic Which is wonderful. Is like. Which is exactly <laughs> yeah. what this day is all about. Yep. It's well, not but, really yeah. for us hardcores. It's for the noobs. Joe Public turn into a comic book fan after free comic book Let day perhaps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah, so hey, is, is ralph still doing where like uh i know in the past he i didn't get to go to free comic book day myself but uh he used to have like uh 
the the new free comic book day comics but then sometimes he would have like a rack of last year's free comic book yeah, day I comics yeah i mean whatever he had on store on stash different stores do different things some stores i mean ralph is is uh, really good about uh, just putting stuff up that he's got like a lot of old back issues of something mm-hmm. he's got a bunch of uh, books that just you know sat on the shelves he'll just put that up there too oh, okay. uh, so you can find some random interesting stuff at ralph's too cuz i've got some great stuff yeah. from him before that oh, i was yeah. just like oh how did i miss this last mm-hmm. year and did you did you two get out I did not know. <laughs> I didn't get out at all. Okay. I don't have anything I have, to do this week. I'll bring it next week. Thing. I've got um, some sort of robot thing for you guys. A little, I think they're part of your games. I'm not sure. but I'll, Okay. I got one for each year. Yeah, Saturday Sweet. was a long day. I did that, and then I worked from 3 to 8, which is which during the fight night. On Saturday? Yeah. Wow. Which was... It, I was, I was lucky. Did you lose a bet? Four to seven. It wasn't, it wasn't Four so to bad. Seven, me. It wasn't <laughs> as bad. You're, you were closer to the MGM, though. Yes. It's still, it was still bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you gave what three tickets out? Twenty four. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, you got twenty four through. No, no. I, right. Hand it out. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was disgusting. Nobody was taking tickets. No, it was just awful. Just the attitude was unbelievable. Because they're um, Mayweather animals, man. The, it was animals. It was frightening. One of my it's, uh, it's coworkers not just was slightly fans. accosted. I know. Both fans. So one, one, I of my, one of my coworker Kirkers was accosted a little bit. So I was lucky. The worst was done by the time I got out there. But still, accosted but also, in what way? Uh, just just roughed up and and yeah. talked smack to, you know. Dude, I mean, but I grew Assault, up in the mean streets of Kings Island, <laughs> so I'm very well prepared. I mean, it still happens occasionally, but I'm I'm well versed in the this guy's going to cause trouble school of walking around in you a can costume. see it coming, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So most part, yeah. Uh, it still doesn't stop me from going into Hulk rage sometime when I see people say, "Oh, I want to murder you." Uh, yeah, but just people <laughs> just being gross for no no good reason. Yeah. Fucking animals. So, but yeah, but comic book day, great. Glad to see it's uh, picking up and and uh, kicking so much. But I've got so many comic books to read right now. I'm so far I, fucking behind on stuff. I, I heard on the uh, ice cream headache that uh, you, uh, you you dug down and found last week's free comics you haven't read yet. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. I took all my stacks of books that I get every week. The ice cream headache. Yeah, well, I got to give him uh, shit because he never says geek shot. Well, I don't he get him every week. I get him about every month. So I had about 12, 12 or 14 bags worth of comics sitting on my side shelf. And it was like, okay, it's time for bag. It's I do massive bag and board days. Whether I've read the books or not, I get them in bags and boards. I don't usually tape up my, my, my bags. But and I'm going through, I'm going through, and I get down to my last bag, and it was 2014's free, free comic book day selections. And I'm like, oh, boy, I have not read my comics in a long time. But I, I am reading trades. I am reading trades, but single issues, they just fall by the wayside. So I'm cutting way back on that. I got to make some more adjustments again uh, as to what I'm buying still. Um, yeah, if it doesn't come out in trade, I'm really not. Because a trade is just so much easier to read, yeah. so much easier to take care of. Well, yeah, we did and, our usual milk and cookies thing, which is which is why I do on free comic day because I don't like just taking all the free stuff. So right, the kids and I always bring milk and cookies and, and hand them out to the retailers. We had our first I buy shit at their store. Yeah, that, I, did, <laughs> I, I did some of that too. <laughs> I haven't forbid you do that, Andy. <laughs> Support the guy. <laughs> like, like spend you can buy this book? No, it's free Here's comic book day. cookies. You can treat them like Santa. Fuck you buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the free the free cookies is an awesome thing. Yeah, but we did have our first person refuse them. Why? Really? I'm fat enough. 
And he I was. was. <laughs> ah, yeah. Wow! I'm, I'm bad enough. enough. And he was. Oh my! Uh, I'm just gonna lose that in the fold. Actually, Ralph, that ain't gonna make it home. That's gonna get stuck in one of my one of my areas. Ralph Ralph has refused it too, but politely because Ralph has dietary stuff. Right. Yeah. You got to bring Ralph Oreos. Oh, is that what double you stuffed? Those are vegan. Ah, oh. oh, good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now you Important know. Important safety tip. I should have asked you before I went over. Yep. And of course, well, it was much reduced because we only had four or five shops this time. Usually, we try and hit at least you know eight or nine. And what we is that? Because they were like but the, every shop was really or? busy, man. Yeah. Shops were fucking busy. Yeah, there was um, and it was a do. tough with that Pacquiao fight. It was not easy getting around town. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's 15 shops in town now. Um, um, as we discussed what, like before, Comics Oasis appeared. And um, I wanted the, to go to Cheese Boy, but Cheese I couldn't Boy, make it out. Cheese Boy was there still. Um, Forbidden Comics, the one that was in the, the really weird one. It was inside the uh, um, storage place. It's in the front of a what? A, yeah, it's in the front offices of a uh, of a storage place. I I don't even know this one. Buffalo and Flamingo. It's it's on hiatus now. He's looking for a new place. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we still had seventeen places going out because. Uh, um, the Sci-Fi Center was giving them out, and uh, there's another place that's mostly a card shop that carries them. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> Sci-Fi Center clearing out their inventory from 2012. Yeah. <laughs> they had new free comics, although when I talked to him on the phone, he's like, I'm not sure they're going to send me these, but if they don't, I'll just give people some books. Oh, <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. Any other things before we begin, gentlemen? Um, what is Thor's grandfather's name? Daddy Odin. <laughs> Odin Senior. That was one of the ones we missed in the trivia contest. Oh, uh, uh, I actually did used to know this. Uh, shoot, Odin's father. Yeah, yes. Odin. Odin's father is the the, is the original. No. <laughs> Odin's father. Do you know the na- the answer? I do now. Well, they give it to Bor. Yeah. Sorry, Bor. B O R, or B O E R. Excuse me. Okay, gotcha. When you just say Bor, it's Bor. Yeah. <laughs> Your question is boring. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's boring. he's Bor the all the, the all father, and then Odin Odin is the Odin Odin is the Odin 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 Millionaire old father. That's millionaire. That's his conjoined twin. Millionaire. Odin and Odin. Majoner. Majona Larner. He absorbed the twin. Millie 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 Jovovich. Millie Jovovich. Oh, you know it's true. Millie Vanilli. So, Odin. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Boar. Moving on. News you don't give a shit about. Yay. Hey. Just one piece, guys. Just okay. one piece. Because last week I like it was last like, week's yeah. all show. All show yeah. was shit, shit news. Hulu has landed Mist, a drama series based on the classic what? 1990s video game with a script to series commitment. The project hails from Legendary Television. That's the Amazing Spider-Man and Sinister Six producer Matt Tolmack and Divergent writer Evan Daughtry. Oh, boy. Uh, Mist blends elements of science fiction and fantasy. It will explore the origins of the Island of Mist, from the game where a man wakes up on a mystery island with absolutely no idea who he is, where he is, or how he got there. Uh, Legendary Television acquired the rights to Cyan World's adventure game, Mist, last fall. Originally released in 1993, Mist, a first-person journey in an interactive world on the island of Mist, I'm tired of saying Mist, through the eyes of, quote-unquote, Stranger. 
was the biggest PC game seller of the 90s until The Sims rose up in 2002. It spawned a franchise with multiple sequels, selling over 12 million copies through 2003. So, let me get this straight. They're going to film a guy walking from room to room, <laughs> across little bridges and shit, and completing puzzles. If they're honoring the game, yes. What the? Okay. I never finished that game. Uh, somebody, I never got somebody gave it to me back in when it was brand new. I started playing it and I just never finished it. Like I solved a few of the puzzles, but at just one point I was just like, "It's, it, it just wasn't compelling enough for me to continue." It sparked a whole genre of oh, yeah. puzzle, puzzle solving adventure games. Phantasmagoria, Seventh Guest. Were there three mists? That seems right. Plus, they did a mist online about ten years ago that failed enormously. But yeah, yeah. I, never, I don't think I solved one puzzle in that game. I think I just wandered around going, "This doesn't do shit." This I mean, it was it was beautiful when it first came out. The graphics were unparalleled. Uh, you look at it now, and of course, it's just really choppy and yeah. But yeah, the mist coming to Hulu near you. Enjoy that. Weekend Geek! Yay! Oh, uh, speaking of Hulu. Yeah. But more about Netflix. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, I'm watching that. Uh, I finished, finally, today. Um, halt and Catch Fire. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Good series. Watch it. Nerds, watch it. Nerds will watch like it. See, that, all you see is Ronan the Accuser walking from... <laughs> that's <laughs> the IBM show? Basically, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, guys, it's a fictionalized account of a small startup company trying to create an IBM clone computer back in the late 70s, early 80s. And it's really cool. With, oh. uh, with Ronan the Accuser walking around. <laughs> yeah. How long is it the series? Was that him? Yes, that's him. Lee Pace. Or Lee... Uh, yeah. yeah. Lee Pace was Ronan? Yes. He was in Lord of the Rings, too. That guy gets yes. work, man. Yeah. The uh, King of the Wood Elves. Or whatever, yeah, I just you know. saw him. I just... I'm trying to... I can't get through that fucking movie. Those movies are so boring. Which one? Those Hobbit movies. God, they're bad. I like the second one. Ugh. Boring. Bore. <laughs> Bore should have shown up then and been like, whoa, what the fuck, guys? I thought I had dibs on this boar thing. <laughs> boring. So boring. It's worth it till you get to Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly makes the whole movie. In three? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not there coming, yet. coming down the hill there I, on the boar. Oh, I never saw three. Oh, I, I just okay. realized I never saw three, and I meant to. See, look at you. See, it's boring. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, well, so I thought I'm existed. I was actually idiot. I'm sitting here while you guys are. Although the Andy Circus directed river scene of part two, absolutely astounding. One of the best action scenes. He did scenes that. He directed I, that. Yes. That scene is just bug tits, man. Bug tits. I agree it's with you on that. It's just crazy. It is yeah. crazy. It just keeps going. Yeah. It's like I mean. And this is, this is I, I hate to level this as a criticism, but it straight up feels like you're watching a video game. <laughs> I feel like I'm just watching Twitch. The problem is, head to head. I don't, yeah, I don't the problem a, is you watch too much Twitch. I don't give a fuck about any of them characters, and there's no real stakes. They they survive everything, and you know they're going to be fine. So it's just very perfunctory. They're so they stretch that book out too they, fucking far. Spoiler: You got to watch three. Okay. Spo- yeah, spoiler yeah, on I'm sure three will really based on salvage some the of them die. Thing. There it's, you go. It's based oh, on a good. children's yeah. children's yeah. story, so I can't yeah. expect too much of the high stakes. I guess. I never really got into. Here. I never really got into the Hobbit stories. I mean, I read Lord of the Rings in in high school, like the the, the was full only trilogy. One, one Hobbit story. Well, no, yeah, I know, but Hobbit, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, I I never I, I never finished it. I I started reading it. I just I didn't. I I mean. 
Lord of the Rings, I was drawn in from from like the first few pages. I mean, I I I tore through all three of those books like there was no tomorrow. And then, you know, I was like, oh, he wrote The Hobbit too. Well, you know, let me go ahead and you know start reading that. And it just it wasn't fun. And then you know you'd watch the cartoon thinking, well, maybe the cartoon <laughs> the will movies. make it a little more inta- entertaining. Um, and no, it just it just wasn't. I, I liked the cartoon. I did too. I like the, the music especially. Dude, the, the Hobbit was written as a children's book, and so you read them out of order. I got okay. all those. I got all those movies and watched those the other day. They re-released the the Rankin Bass. The Rankin Bass. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, Bashki. Oh, the Bashki. Yeah, they are, I think they are Rankin Bass produced <laughs> with Bashki doing the uh, the animation. Oh, and uh, no, Bashki did Bashki. Lord of the Rings. Right. Okay, he did the Bass. second one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird how it all got split up and and handled by different actually different teams and shit. But um, back to you did a Lord of the Rings. It was basically the first book and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they finished it off though. Yeah, Rankin Bass finished it. Yeah, yeah. And then some. I've, I've never seen those. I just realized they're that really now. good. They're really good. But heavily if rotoscoped. you like, huh? But heavily rotoscoped. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say if you liked wizards, if yeah. you liked the Bashki style, right? Back-she. Is it Bashki? Bashki. Bashki. All right, Bashki. Oh man! Yeah, see, I never saw the Lord of the Rings animated. I saw the Hobbit, but I never got to see the the Lord of the Rings one. I it I was aware of its existence. Feels like but. yeah, it feels like very much like Wizards. Well, I, I read all four of those books on that. You own Silmarillion and read through some of that, but that's obviously not a thing you're supposed to be reading as a. That's a travel guide. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I even took classes on it. and I was very excited about the movies, but I actually forgot they'd put the third one out until you guys started talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well there so, you go. So apparently there was too much hype. <clears throat> Did it happen Christmas or was it? Later yeah. than yeah, that. Yeah, it was Christmas. Christmas. And it was already out on DVD like a couple of weeks ago. I guess just got it. Yeah. yeah that, that's what rekindled me. When well, to go maybe you should wait for the extended version. No, see, <laughs> this is why I was like, well, I bought the two disc special editions. Right. And each one of them had the slipcase covers. I made sure I got the slipcase covers. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Because they had it super cheap at Walmart, but it didn't have the slipcase cover. And I'm like, well, no can do, buckaroo. Nope. Gotta be you can't a, go for that, dude, man. I've I've bought I've bought many DVDs just to get the slipcase cover for DVDs. That I, I, didn't I know for a fact for. you've bought DVDs twice just to get <laughs> yeah. the slipcase. Yeah, cover. Yeah, no, I've done. I've done. A, I'm I'm a weirdo. I'm <laughs> no, trying. To, I just, you're not. I just got. Uh, I just got a couple more of those um, uh, figures from the Winter Soldier line that came out. The Marvel, Marvel. Uh, what do they call it? Every, Still th- the best Marvel movie. Everything Captain but America Black Widow. No, what's the Marvel? What are nice. they called? Marvel Mar- Legends. Marvel Legends. Yeah, that's it. The okay, Marvel yeah. Legends series. The new, the new, the new build of figures, which are tinier compared to the old build of figures, but still. But I'm I'm two pieces away from a complete Mandroid now, just by happenstance, because no. I found a Black Widow laying around, and I snagged Winter Soldier the other day on the cheap, and now, and I've already had Cap and uh, Red Skull. So I'm just like, ah, fuck. But I, the, the last two guys are the Captain America now. Don't want him. And then Baron Von Zemo. Don't want him. But I need the right arm and the head to finish my fucking figure. <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> Otherwise, you spend an arm and a leg at a toy show. Dun, dun, so, dun, all right. So you buy those two, and I will turn them into a piece of art. You'll turn them into who? I'll put turn them into a piece of art. I'll take your Zemo and your cap and turn into a piece of art. Oh, well, Ooh, okay. Man. That's that's possible. Eight years later. It's Andy's right. schedule. Exactly. Look, I added a green stripe to show where he hit the Hulk. Commander K right now is losing his mind. Cool? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Don't you take on another fucking project, Andy? We have a games table to finish, you bitch. <laughs> Are you serious about the uh, puppet show thing? What do you mean? No, we'll talk about it later. 
Okay. Yeah. No, all right. I still have another comic book to write. You've got one to paint still. Yep. So we got shit to do, buddy. <laughs> I got a list. Someone's got to voice I, it? I got, I got a list of shit to take no, care I mean, of. I have too. a physical list. So. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, not to mention that uh, that stage play that you've been writing. Oh, the boy. For, Don't even get me started. For, for, for 12 years. It's going on 12 years now. No. <laughs> I got pieces of it. Just not clicked yet. He's got tokens of it. Well, Halt and, halt and Catch Fire really rekindled it, too, because it's, it's set in that time. Okay. It's kind of fun getting that vibe again. Yeah. So I was really into that show again, too. That show's a little crazy because every episode is like, it's uh, it's great, but it's like, oh, boy, everything just went wrong. Oh, everything went even wronger. Oh, it went worse. And, and, and they're like, oh, things are okay. Oh, it worked. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, things are terrible. Oh, things are even worse. Oh, it's okay. It's, just, it's nuts. There's a second season of Danger 5 on Netflix now. I still have to watch it. My God. It's even crazier. I that show is bug tits too, but in a good way. Yeah. Have you seen any of those? Danger. I five? haven't. Oh, oh, oh. I love how he's got this new bug tits phrase that, <laughs> that just suddenly popped up <laughs> with all your other little you know catchphrases. This is the new one. Bug tits is what it is right now. It's, hot, it's the new hotness. <laughs> Get with it. Get with bug tits, y'all. Are you even hanging out with parents of Paris Hilton? Clown shoes. Paris Hilton. No. Uh, Weekend Geek director Josh Trank has officially exited the Star Wars spinoff universe to pursue other projects. The 30-year-old director has become a hot commodity thanks to his sci-fi debut, Chronicle, and is preparing to unveil Fantastic Four later this year. Looks like the conditions behind the scenes of Fantastic Four were a major factor surrounding the exit. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So, real quick, I saw the previews during... Avengers. Aha. Yes. Did you close uh, your eyes during the Star Wars one? Uh, <laughs> they didn't show the Star Wars okay, one for they me. Didn't. They did in ours. They, they didn't did. show the Star Wars one for me. There was I a closed, lot more to that trailer than I tried I had to remembered. close my eyes a little bit for Tomorrowland because that's the Brad Bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just you couldn't avoid it, and they showed you better than half the film. Uh, <laughs> and I'm so and I'm already just like fuck whatever. I don't even care now. I was excited for Tomorrowland. Now I do not care. That was Duncan's complaint too, and he's like even talking about the other the the Hugh Laurie character. I'm like, yeah, they had to show Hugh Laurie to show that he was in the movie. It's and just <clears throat> forget it, dude. It's not even going to interest me at all. Yeah. But two things stood out. Um, the Fantastic Four looks pretty rough. I didn't see the trailer for that one. Looks pretty rough. Not a fan. Uh, very, very. I mean, like not the. Any of these aren't formulaic, but pretty. Meh. A lot of green players. I don't get who how they cast Reed Richards. I don't understand it at all. Like I feel like miscast beyond. Like me, I, I'm like a fan of Kate Mara, but I don't even see her as Sue Storm. I mean, no. I'll, I'll give her a chance probably to convince me once hey. I hear that movie's worth watching. But the, but but Johnny is a black guy. Are they are they adopted? That's are what they, I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> Is that if they're not brother and sister anymore, that fucks things up too. Yes, it does. That would be awful. Yeah. I'm cool if they're adopted. Yeah. But if they're not brother and sister. I'm even fine if they're, you know, genetically family and it's happened to have gone different as, ways. As long as they're brother and sister. Yeah. That's really the key. As long really as they're brother key. and sister, but it's just a strange move. And why not just make her black as well? Right. But whatever. They're just, it's, it's being handled by dummies. And you can tell. Mm. The stink of shit is all over that fucking film. Now, I watched the Uh-oh. Superman Batman. Oh, yeah. Now, I've seen uh, the Superman Batman several times on the PC. Bleed. 
right? Let's see. On the Fucking PC, stupid. I was like, okay, meh. You know, it didn't really blow me away. On the big screen, it is laughably, laughably bad. It, oh, I mean, I just want to laugh. It's so <laughs> terrible. Wow. And it's so depressing. Oh, it is. It's just such, it's just, it's just such shit. Like, oh, now, Superman's I'll- the worst guy. Batman's even worse than the worst guy. Watch him fight. Now, ultimately, who fucking cares? The uh, the the uh, Star Wars preview. I wish I'd seen that on a big screen first because that that I pan across. To, I tried to save myself for that. Yeah. I'm sure to see the Star Destroyer. Oh my god, that pan across was just yeah, that was amazing cool. on a big screen. I'm sure it would be. It, they, I was denied it. I didn't go see it in super large format. I didn't go 3D. Did you have the uh, Ant-Man trailer? In I yours? did have the Ant-Man trailer, and I tried to close my eyes on a lot of the Ant-Man trailer, and I couldn't really miss the Ant-Man trailer. Yeah. It was just kind of right there in your face. You know, you yeah. can't. I I look like a fool po- poking my <laughs> fingers in my ears and closing my eyes. Kay was, yeah, seriously. It was doing the same thing. Nothing I haven't seen before. Right. It's, uh, so I don't care. That looks okay. That the, looks okay. Ant-Man looks all right. It, it, I, it, I was amazed at how much they put into that trailer because Marvel's usually really good yeah, about hiding, nodding, yeah. not revealing too much Most about the film right their there. film. Yeah, You know, the, the villain was in there. Well, they got I mean, the I mean, wrong fucking director. And Ant-Man's a lesser-known commodity. That's wrong why I see all that in there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They got to sell the shit out of it. That's possible. Yeah, but you're probably also, right. too, he's a bad guy, too, if they really play it right. Yeah, if they go with some of the comic stories, you without know? a doubt. But I think maybe they're playing that to putting that on Michael Douglas's character. Which would be fine. Yeah. And they're trading it up to make Paul Rudd straight hero machine instead of, and, you know, Michael Douglas is going to have the well, giant a, man, ant man, wife beating, duplicitous, bad yeah. news bears. He's, he's shit. a convicted thief. I mean, they, they show that in a prayer. And I think that they made the <laughs> yeah. villain the wasp. Yeah. They did. Yep. Uh, fucking stupid. Yeah, the wasp. yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Not the wasp. Not yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. I, I, I made this, I the same thing you did. Yeah. But yeah, the yellow oh. jacket definitely. Right. Okay. Well. Which I thought it was the same person. Hank Pym is the yellow jacket at one point. This right? is true. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. So true. Yeah. I don't know how is he. Whatever. Dude, who even knows? Maybe that is Hank Pym. Which would be interesting. A shattered psyche. He's not really battling anybody. No. Well, <laughs> now it's getting real interesting. Dude, no. What if? Be... What if the Michael Douglas sends him off to seal the sit, and she wants it himself? That's okay. Yeah, that'd be fine. Knows. That'd be cool. That'd be an interesting twist. What I don't think it's. I don't think it's a twist, but that. Who knows? What they twist? It looks. The graphics look good. Now going back to the Trank story. Uh, Trank was the what a, story? The Trank, the director that's leaving Star Wars. There was a story. It's somewhere around there. Okay, sorry. Uh, Trank was apparently having doubts about his long-term involvement before Star Wars Celebration, which was part of the reason why he didn't participate in the panel for the spinoffs. At the time, his absence was blamed on a bad case of flu. But new reports indicate Disney had... Fantastic Force Train? (laughs) New reports indicate he had, in fact, contacted Wookiee Fever. Wookiee Wookiee Fever. Fever. I hear it's going around. Uh... Reports indicate Disney Brass asked him not to attend. Whoa. Since he already had one foot out the door. The rap reports that the second Star Wars anthology spinoff movie, the one that Josh Trank was in charge of. Give me three steps, Vader. Will indeed be a Boba Fett film. We don't want you near pissing on our cornflakes or in our party. Now hold on to yourselves for this next sentence. 
It will be a Boba Fett origin story. Of course it will, because we didn't get that in the goddamn prequels. Now, there's rumblings that they're kind of brushing over that, like like whitewashing that. Sure, sure, sure. Why wouldn't they? Tell the goddamn (laughs) Bloodlines Karen Travis story and make a million dollars. Or don't, you dumb fucks. There is a brilliant... Perfect piece of EU fiction, which I guess you've decided to excise completely, and you don't want to pay creative people for their righteous dues. God damn, if they made that Bloodline story a film, well, fucking shit, dude. But they I, they couldn't, they can't do it because there's too many ancillary characters n- that aren't existing. Well, now oh. they've, now they've started the the story people, the ones behind the grand vision, uh, have started making plays that they are looking into incorporating some of the old EU stuff into the official <laughs> fiction. I don't know what it means or how much, but that's been said. Parent Travis needs to get paid. Bloodlines needs to be the film. That Writing is, is hard. That would be the fucking... That's the best Star Wars book I've ever read. Period. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Now, was Boba it is in the. In it is in or? the Young Jedi. No. Oh, okay. He is Boba Fett. Uh-huh. He's straight up Boba Fett. He is on the hunt for his daughter. It's poignant... It's good. Luke's daughter, or no, I'm sorry, Han's daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, Han and Leia have twins. Right. So you got, uh, what is her name? Carrie uh, Fisher. No, <laughs> butthole. <laughs> <laughs> what are Han's twins' names? Oh, because we're so versed in EU fiction. Well, the one twin became... A bad guy, the Darth, right? oh, the right. new Darth, basically. Right. Darth, I can't remember his name now. Darth Bob. Darth, not not Darth Revis. Darth. Anyway, so he becomes the new the new dark Sith, basically. Okay. And throughout this storyline, it's him. He's taken on Ben uh, Skywalker, who is Luke's son, okay. Luke and Mara Jade's son. He's taken on Ben Skywalker. Oh come his on! Padawan. Spoiler. I don't think this movie is going to get made. He's taken on, well, at this point, he's already betrayed Ben, tortured him, gone through all this crazy shit. Ben's a broken child. He's, wow. only, in his, he's only in his teens. And this guy's just in his 20s. Um, so his sister uh, starts with a J. They both start with J. Jason, like Jason Jan is kind of thing, so, but it's that not sounds that right. Way. I think anyway, Jace is right. Jace, it's Jason, and I can't remember the, the girl's name anyway, but she. And the Wheeled Warriors? She, right. So she ends up, you know, Star Command. She's got strong force, as you can well imagine. Right, right, because it's Han and Leia's child. Han already had a little inkling. Leia, of course, is knee is deep this in the collateral shit. damage from you watching that Simpsons play? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna describe the whole book to us as best you remember around the campfire? Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is she can't fight him. She can't fight her brother. Oh, God, if we could have like a little acted video to go <laughs> directly <laughs> voice overlay. <laughs> she can't fight her brother directly because he can sense her approach, basically. Because anytime she starts to get in touch with the Force, he's like, oh, his little rabbit ears go up and he goes, there's a Jedi around here. Ooh, is he the green rabbit from the Marvel uh, Star Wars? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's fucking Bucky O'Hare. So, no, Jackson. All right. <laughs> You jack some, and I hope you get paid for it. Uh, <laughs> then uh, she decides she will go and hang out with the Mandalores and get trained in the ways of the Mandalorian combat arts so she can just straight up kick his ass physically. 
Oh wow! Without using the Force, that's her plan. And so she finds she runs into Boba Fett while he's on his journey to try and find his daughter, and she she has to make this pilgrimage and train with him, and it's this very sensei student thing it's really cool the whole training thing the stuff she has to endure to learn how to be a mandalore she finally gets her own set of armor and all kinds of shit it's pretty fucking cool and boba fett is explored as a much richer more interesting character he's almost a warrior king like a conan type that doesn't want the responsibility but he's highly revered among his people but he's kind of passed that on to other folks he hasn't he hasn't taken on that mantle um, but it gets into a little more of the politics of the Mandalorians and what they're all about. And what I loved was it paralleled the ideas that I had for years about how Klingon society works. Because oh. you look at a Klingon, you're like, okay, warriors, right? They're all killing machines. But of course, someone has to bake the fucking bread. And that's how they break it down on Mandalore, too. You get to really see it's like, yeah, they're a bunch of assassins and highly trained killers, but not every one of them is Boba Fett. Not every single one of them is just about going out for bounty. They they are much more like samurai. Yeah, someone builds a ship, someone yeah. Right. They're much more like samurai, but they're also uh, exactly well, they murder have, that bread. They have a full a full working society with, you know, women and children involved in different roles and different jobs. And much much more uh agrarian kind of uh, uh Minbari place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you know what I get from this? You retain much more from novels than I do. Yeah. Well, see, this is the, this is why I don't read a ton, is because I re- I don't forget anything, so I have to. Except for the oxygen-deprived astronaut's first name. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say I don't forget anything, but I retain a fuck ton. If I've read something, I remember it. Yeah. But that and that's what makes me a good improviser is that that memory cache. Yeah. No kidding. But that's why I. I take my time with books, and I really, yeah. So if I own a book, it's because I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> at some point, and sometimes, I can tell you the you really, you really make me want to read this. Oh, you've got to read but, it. But but the thing is, I'm, I I want now all it's the, all spoiled. I want no. I want all the information that leads up to it. I can't read a book in the middle of the well, story. Well, it's only book seven or eight, so you've only got a few to jump through, and they're quick reads. Yeah, but i got to read about point. the wedding of, of Han and Leia. I've got to oh, read... Oh, no, you a, don't. No, 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 no. Get into Young Jedi. It'll, it recovers a bunch of that shit. Okay. Just read, I believe it's called the Young Jedi Saga, uh, and yeah, just whatever's, whatever is the blood the bloodlines is in there. Okay. There's like five books before it. I ended up reading 80% of, the, 80% of the thing, but the, the stuff that's not done by Karen Travis, I give a fuck. So, like, she does two of the books. It recovers it in rich bantha hide with mm-hmm. fine stitching. Mm-hmm. That's like me in the um, Horus heresies of the Black Library. If oh, it's not God. done by Dan Abnett or um, who's the other guy, Graham McNeil, I don't even read right, it. Right, you can skip them. Yeah. Because they'll reencapsulate what's needed and they'll tell a better story. Especially in that goddamn yeah, series. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, fuck off That's, with that, that shit. That series does not end and no, retells man. itself over and over yeah, again. Yeah, well, you gotta know, like, oh, the, the view from this moon is this. Oh, oh, there was someone <laughs> on that asteroid over there? Well, they saw this. That's like, <laughs> so oh, stupid. My. I mean, they're good books, but god damn it. Yeah. That's fucking, that's Jazz Jackrabbit, a- AK, and Jackson. also Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Bucky O'Hare, everybody. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Oh, man, I want a, I want a soda so bad. What do you want? I'll get you one. Oh, no. I can't do it. All right. Well, Diet. <laughs> but I want Diet, pepper, so Diet Dr. Pepper. No, you have all kinds of good, in it. No, you have all kinds of good stuff in there, yeah? yeah there's good stuff in there. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go look. <laughs> <laughs> Grab yourself a Mexican cola. 
After after years of suffering various forms of development hell, a live-action Robotech film is finally on track at Sony. Sony is hoping to turn this classic series about humanity's struggle against an alien invasion into a major franchise, and it looks like they have found a director. According to Entertainment Weekly, it is James Wan. The Saw and Insidious director is riding high after the success of his first major action movie, Furious 7, which grossed more than a billion dollars worldwide, and now studios are naturally courting him for other lavish, big-budget projects. Stop you there for a second. The only reason it got a billion dollars is because the fucking main star died. I'm sorry. I don't think that's yes. it at all. I yes. don't. Yes, it is. Who? The main star died. Because the... One of the, the dudes Paul from, Walker. Yeah, Paul Walker. I don't think that Furious 7... Oh, you think that's why that made so much money? Yes, because of it was a horrible movie. Horrible movie. Uh, I think it is because that people... There's the people who watch it unironically and people who watch it ironically. Right. And, well, but the series itself is becoming more and more ironic. The only one that was any good... That, well, I haven't seen many of them, but I enjoyed uh, Tokyo Drift. But is that outside the canon? Uh, no, 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 they kind of brought it back in. But okay. yeah. That Anyways. sixth film it's, was laughable. They're just they're dumb movies, but, but they know what they are. It's not like they're going, we're doing serious stuff. They know they're dumb movies. I mean, there's there's stretching reality to the point where that you're like, okay, well that could possibly happen. You know, it's like, oh no, it's highly unlikely, but that might happen. Oh, come on, no, Paul this, Walker this, running up the side of the bus and then yes. jumping onto the drifting and then catching the wing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's it's it that that I I did not uh, see they, the seventh film, but that sixth film was laughable. They are. That's where you draw the line. Six crappy movies. Well, they are I, popcorn spectacular. I don't remember Nothing if more. I talked about it on the show here, but there is a, and I'm not kidding you, a 20-minute scene where there's a big cargo plane landing, and they're trying to get on board this plane and, and get to the, the bad guy and everything. It takes 20 minutes for this whole sequence to go down. And then they crash the plane. Yeah. <laughs> in 20 minutes, any plane would have overshot the runway, it gone into the cl- next closest city, <laughs> destroyed a ton of buildings, and then they might have stopped the plane. It's Maybe it was going in circles on the runway. They went, no. into, they went into movie time. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, just a few weeks ago, a report named Juan as the frontrunner to direct the first ever live-action Aquaman movie for Warner Brothers. But according to the new EW report, negotiations are underway for the Robotech job. So which one is really happening? We'll find out soon enough. Juan is set to shoot The Conjuring 2 later this year. What was The Conjuring 1? The Conjuring 1 was actually a very entertaining horror movie. Oh, okay. That opened up with that whole Annabelle short story that they turned into the Annabelle movie. That was The movie was horrible, but the Annabelle sequence in Conjuring was great. Hmm. That's that little doll, right? Yeah, it's the ugly doll. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, A little sad uh, bit of news. Uh, Grace Lee Whitney, who played yeoman Janice Rand on the classic Star Trek TV series, passed away on May 3rd. She was 85. And Excalibur's King Arthur, actor from the movie Excalibur. Actor Nigel Terry has passed away April 30th from emphysema. He was 69 years old. See, I would have thought he would have been older than that because I remember that movie came out. And and watch the hell out of that thing. I was too young to watch that movie. I really enjoyed that movie when I was younger. I got to see it at a friend's house. It was like <laughs> right after it came out on video. And uh, yeah, he made me a copy of it and I watched it. I, unbeknownst to my parents, 
because yeah, there there is some nudity in the oh, the original version. There, there's a rape in full armor. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that, but yeah, I uh, I mean, one person's full armor. Obviously, it wouldn't work, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh. So that's it for the uh, y- uh, the uh, eulogy stuff. That's it for the eulogy. We're gonna just gloss over Mia Putetska. Yep. Fine. No, what with, with me? No, she's a ballerina. Oh, okay. She was an amazing ballerina. Our wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. This she is was... Shock, the ballerina <laughs> podcast. She was a superhero in her own right. She was amazing. I mean, I met I'm her sure once. She, and she was. was just. She was definitely not human. She was definitely a, uh, an alien creature. But yeah, All right. probably not our wheelhouse. Maybe that's the connection. Although I never understood the full house uh, stuff either. So. That's just because it's weird. Okay. (laughs) In an interview with Yahoo, uh, director Colin Trevorrow said that Jurassic Park is a direct sequel to Jurassic Park, skipping over the two previous sequels. Wow. Uh, Quoting, of course, Jurassic World isn't a mere recreation of Jurassic Park. It's a direct sequel to the original set some 20 years after the events of Spielberg's film. According to Trevorrow, the previous sequels aren't being written out of continuity so much as being placed to the side as they both unfolded on a different island. Yeah, Isla Sorna. Yeah. Uh, in that time, functioning theme park has been constructed on the island. Like Nubar. Isla Snorna. Dino Snorpio. Blah, blah, blah about this upcoming story. <laughs> but even if you put it to the side, if it's happening 20 years later, and it, even though it happened on another island, a T-Rex trampled L.A., yeah, it's yeah. true. So, yeah, how much so can you gloss stupid. over yeah, at, at was... the opening of the uh, Jurassic Land or whatever it was called? That was their 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 Sea World type thing with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They were trying to open. Yeah, at the yeah, San Diego was destroyed by. Yeah. Uh, Wait, are you talking about the T-Rex. second or third? Second movies? one, yeah, second Let's one. See, but those are gone. Those have been excised. Well, that, no, no, no that's... He's, but he's not saying that. He's saying they're not written out of contu- continuity as much placed aside. But if this next movie comes twenty they're years later, ignore, they're going to ignore that fact. They're not going to yeah. address anything that really they're, happened. They're probably doing it because in reverence to Spielberg, since Spielberg directed the second one, they'll be like, no, it's still you know, it's just off the side. Sure, right. But I mean, they're also well, doing it in reference to the one that made the most money. Yeah, well, and the good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys have read the book, and let's right? Let's face it: people don't typically remember anything newsworthy that happens fifteen years, twenty years ago. So, there you to go. be you fair, yeah. to True. be fair, if you're setting the movie twenty years after the events of Jurassic Park, the average person's not going to probably that, that didn't live through it is probably not going to remember. Oh yeah, there was a T Rex that destroyed fucking San Diego. Never forget Rex Eleven. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. How many people? I remember it, but I'm saying your average person is not going to remember that unless specific things are brought up. I think a T-Rex trampling through San Diego would get remembered pretty well. I'm sticking my head. Has anybody uh, read the book? No. Uh, the original Jurassic Park, yes. Yeah. There's a weird thing they cut out of the book that is such a movie thing. I can't understand why they the, did it. The pterodactyl? The one that's Avery? on no, the one that's on the the they lose they lose communications, and the last thing they see as the boat's leaving is that there's a dinosaur on the boat, and they're trying to get everything done and get the communications back up, and warn the mainland before the boat reaches the mainland. Gosh, I don't remember. There's that a, that's at all. like the ticking time bomb. They took it right out of the movie. There's only so much time, I guess. Yeah. You can only do so much telling an origin story about the T-Rex, you know? Right. Well, this is Crichton before helped. every movie was built to make franchise monopolies. Yeah. They would have put that in the movie today. 
to well, say. Right, that's Guess the thing. what's coming. That's the thing. Is, it just seemed like such a movie uh, conceit when I read the book. Well, Crichton well, co-wrote the, the screen, screenplay right, for the, the first day, movie. Spielberg right. directed one movie, you know, and, the, <laughs> and there's your movie. Yeah. No. The, the, the sequel was a rarity. The driving force behind the new big screen version of Stephen King's It is Carrie uh, Fukunaga. Fukunaga? <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we, we missed you, Todd. Carrie <laughs> Fukunaga. <laughs> Fukunaga. Carrie Fukunaga <laughs> is the new Pennywise? No, that's the director. Oh. Be, he's the guy that directed the first season of True Detective. So you are going to have the scariest goddamn movie you've ever seen. <laughs> have you seen True Detective? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it's good. Oh. So uh, Fukunaga has... He's going to fuck with your noggin. <laughs> show, show, he's been working yeah, on, the pro- on it for fire. years. Be serving as both director and what co-writer. What was he working on? It. What was Stephen the King's project? It? Yeah. What was he working on? It. What was the name of the project? <laughs> project, project Third it, base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the plan is to spit, uh, split the movie into two films. Who's on first? One documenting the it. struggles of the losers. Fukunagua. Fukunagua. That's... That's the name of that's the sequel to Blackfish. <laughs> Fucking Agua. Here you're there your Japanese sigils. Read what actually the name is. It's Fukunaga. It's Fukunaga. The first movie is the it against the children, and then another when they're adults trying to fight the resurgence of the creature, which gives room to explore the world that King laid out in the nine hundred page novel. Uh, Tim Curry played Pennywise the child-killing clown who terrified a generation of kids. In the 1990 miniseries adaptation of the book, uh, Fukunaga has already spoken at length (laughs) about the need to get that casting absolutely perfect, and based on a new report, it seems he has found his man. According to Variety, 22-year-old actor Will Poulter, who was in We're the Millers and The Maze Runner, is in negotiations to play Pennywise in the duo of films. Really? According to Variety, New Line originally looked at older actors, then decided younger was the way to go. <laughs> of course. And is anything over 22 is irrelevant. And Fukunaga <laughs> was blown away by Poulter's audition. Well, good for him. Good for him. So go for it, kid. I will say that the guy has an interesting face. I could see this working. Okay. Was he the son? I didn't see either movie. I've just I seen pictures see of this guy. Okay. So. Uh, did you see uh, We're the Millers? No. <laughs> okay, never mind. Because he, he he was in that too. Yeah, that's, what that's, that's the most recent them, thing that I they saw. They should have given it to James Urbaniak. Hmm. I'll tell you who they shouldn't give. Maybe you got this in here. But you know who's crying? Fucking Bane. Fucking Tom oh, Hardy. Oh, yes. He's crying to be Punisher. Yes, he, he is. He can go fuck off. What? No way. I think he'd be a fine Punisher. Excuse me. Yeah. You don't get to ruin Bane and clone of Patrick Stewart. And then still get to be Punisher. No. You get two strikes. That's it. Two strikes at giant franchise tentpole characters. I'm sorry. Isn't it three strikes? No. Okay. It's going to be three after he does Mad Max. Watch. The thing is, I've seen Tom so many independent movies. I Mm -hmm. really enjoy his work. Did you see me in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I didn't see that one, actually. Boring as fuck. (laughs) Is that his fault? 
kind of. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm responsible for my own actions. What kind of fuck are you involved in? It's boring. I do f- bore fucking. I oh. fuck until they're bored. You've been, screwing, you've been screwing with Thor's grandfather? Let me tell you a story about Gotham falling into my hands. Well, Barry loved him in Bronson. He said that was a freaking awesome film. But yeah, but look at the source, Barry. Here, no, Bronson's <laughs> good. He's good in Bronson, but he's got. He doesn't have the intense. Mm, I, he's just not right for the Punisher. He's not right for the Punisher. I'll tell you who I'd love to see for the Punisher. I tell you, it's, Ooh, it's the same guy who I wanted to see for Superman. Still, That's an odd would statement. Be a better Superman. Um. He's the guy from uh, Office Space. He was just in uh, Boardwalk Empire. The main guy from Office Space. Steve Carell? No. (laughs) Office Space. Oh, Office Space. Oh, I'm thinking of the Office Space. The Mike Judge film. The the lead in Office Space. Oh, uh, the guy who gets hypnotized? Yes. Interesting. What's his name? I don't know, but I I can't picture him in either of those roles. He's kind of a slight guy, as I recall. No, but he would make a fantastic Frank Castle because he's old enough, number one. Frank Castle should not be young. you know, Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. Oh, man. I love Ron Livingston. I haven't seen him do anything half-assed yet. He was really good in Boardwalk Empire 2, and it was a double role, too. It was like a, oh, wow. it was a, a split kind of... Anyway, he's fucking good. Castle should be, what, like mid-40s? And I... Late yeah, 30s? I'm thinking at yeah. least, right? Yeah. yeah. At the very least, mid-30s. Yeah, well, dude. Very I mean, least. He should be in his mid-40s because he's, yeah. you know, it's been some, he's been doing this for a while, I would think. It's not another origin story, thank you very much. <laughs> Let's go to, you know. Um, so I think he could bring the gravitas, the intensity. It's not about... Like with with Bronson and with Bane, it's all and with Shinzon, there's there's I don't know, but I think it takes there's and so what much. Am I? I feel like there's so much more going on with the Punisher. <laughs> he does he never screams, mm-hmm. he never yells, right? He talks quietly and shoots the fuck out of people. I guess occasionally he yells, but not much, man. He, he's, he's very. Distant. He's all like, doesn't yeah, care. He's just got that thousand yard stare. Called he's cool crazy collected. as fuck. Yeah. But he's cool about it. He's ve- Yeah, it's very stoic. Yeah. It's just this boiling undercurrent. And that facade needs to be normalcy. Mm. He's He's got that normal. I mean, again, I'm in love with the whole Welcome Back Frank uh, take on that whole thing, the NS run. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's where I live with my Punisher. I brought him up during my panel. Punisher as a villain? As a villain. Yeah. I, I contend he's a villain. Mike Absolutely Hardy. he's a villain. Mm-hmm. My, uh, Mike. Mike Hardy? <laughs> Mike Zek? <laughs> yeah. Hardy did a good job kind of like that in the, in the fighter. Have you seen that? The UFC. It's like a UFC. He's in that? Yeah. So he did the cool, calm, collect yes. thing yeah. that? He just went to the ring, fought, didn't say anything. Kept okay. doing that. And he also had a, I can't remember that, uh, it's not a Western, but it takes place in like the late 1800s or 1920s, somewhere in that regard. Oh, but there was, um, a, it was almost yes. like a Western, but. Yeah, um, they're bootleggers or something. Yeah. He was oh, really uh, good Yeah, yeah, he was Maybe really good at that one. All right. Well, I'm sure there, I'm, there are plenty worse choices for who to play 
Punisher. I've, but, I've seen a few. But when I heard him right off the bat, right? When I heard him right off the bat, I was just, no, 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 no. Also, let's give other people a chance. I like that plan. You know? I like I like not having stars attached. Oh, man. So, that, that way you have no baggage attached to that character. Right, because, I mean, as good as uh, Star-Lord was, it was still yeah. Andy from Parks and Rec in space. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't watch Parks and Rec, so yeah, for me that right. wasn't ruined. So you, you don't but, want to bring uh, back Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> or who's the other guy? Um Oh, the, the the last guy that no. played him. Uh, <laughs> I would be, I would actually be okay with Tom Hardy being He Man. Interesting, because he's got the build for it. Again, that's the other thing too. Is I feel like the Punisher is a little, is a bit more slight. Ah, I don't he's, feel like yeah. he's he's, he's been like, drawn so many I, ways. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I kind of picture him as um, uh, Charlie Bronson kind of build. Mm. Say Charles Bronson. Yeah. Might be obviously on him to play it because you know that'd be man. Weird. I started watching Death Wish on the Netflix the other day. Oh, what is a that ridiculous on ne- movie? Is that on Death yeah, Wish? Death, all, yeah, the three of them. I think. Oh, I've never seen it. it I, yeah, me neither. I want to see. And it. I started watching it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a it's it's a sick white revenge fantasy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's gross. Very much so. Yeah, it's gross. It's very much of its time, but it's pretty relevant now too. <laughs> pretty grosso. Yeah, it's really gross. Ray Stevenson, that's his name. The guy that Ray played Stevens? Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> oh, yes, they called him the Punisher. <laughs> I was going to go with the name of bullets in the gun. Look at that, look at that. He's always shooting up crime, never letting them do their time, just making sure they are done. Shooting them, shooting them. He I don't believe he... in the system. Shooting them, shooting them. He just beats them and kills them. Shooting shoot them, shooting them. them. <laughs> He's always making the news, driving in his Punisher van. <laughs> You could call him a vigilante. And here we are down at the... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. There was a bank robbery here about 25 minutes ago. Uh, Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Blam! (laughs) We we was down in the lawn there and was trying to get a lollipop and turn around. And there he was. I said, don't look, Ethel. But she done been shot. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) She'd been blowed up. (laughs) Anyway, I thought Raven Stevenson <laughs> did a great job with that uh, Punisher War Zone. He really did. I, that is definitely my favorite Punisher movie thus far. It was crazy. And this the from top. the guy that good. showed me the Punisher with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the only Punisher we had at the time. <laughs> the, like, you got to watch this. Okay. I don't like... I Yeah, Ray Stevenson's I thought did, did fine. Fine, just yeah. not a not a great flick, and I thought, uh, unfortunately, what's his name as Jigsaw was terribly miscast. Well, they were ba- basing it off the Warzone comic, right? Yes, yeah. with the and then the Thomas Jane stuff. They spent their nut on the Welcome Back Frank plot plot points, and yeah, done and horribly. Shit, it, and it Travolta was, shit out of ro- shit oh, out of acting. Oh fu- fuck, man, I couldn't even watch that movie. And then um, they uh, then they did that Dirty Laundry. Which was great. Well, that was, right. Yeah. Well, that was Thomas Jane wanted to play the Punisher that way. Yeah. But, but you know, but that the was actual after film, he'd done it. Yeah. After, it was post Punisher. Yeah. Well, he, was, he wasn't happy with the film either. He wanted to. Uh, Terrible. He wanted it to be more yeah. like I'm the comics. To a realization. Yeah. I've never seen a Punisher movie. 
and I think I'm better for it. Yeah, well, you, well, you're not missing anything. Watch Warzone. Don't watch the others. I yeah, say just Warzone's, watch Dirty Laundry. I think do I? I had Warzone at one time. I might have just. I might have sold it. I think we have two copies of it on Blu-ray. To tell you the truth, <laughs> two one, copies on Blu-ray. <laughs> one's Paul's. I I believe <laughs> I bought one and then he got one at like uh, one of the uh, the rental places that was closing. It was oh, like five I bucks. I miss all those rental places. The rental places miss, close. I miss <laughs> going to Blockbuster for. Ten dollar movies, right? Or four dollar movies, three for twenty. Oh, yeah. You go, you go to Walmart and get the the big bin of crappy movies. Uh, I went to Walmart last night. I don't touch the bins, Here but I did just buy the four pack of the Police here's, Academy. Here's the films. shopping list. <laughs> I got the Police Academy <laughs> movies, and I bought the uh, first season of Gargoyles. Oh. And then went and finished that purchase on Amazon. So I got I was all good those animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? you really was... don't need to go past four with Police Academy. No. So five. it's perfect. It's the perfect yeah. set. Five, five and six, and yeah. I, I guess there's another one too. I enjoy one. Five two was, is by far the best one of the series. Right, and I, I've got. I wanted that just for Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. Bobcat isn't. <laughs> well, Bobcat's <laughs> also in three and four. I was, yes, but in two, he's still a bad guy. That's true. <laughs> I was in Tarjay, and uh, I realized that my Shaun of the Dead disappeared sometime in the move. And they had all three of the, uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. Yep, that's what Pretty I got. Pretty good deal, well, right? I have, I have that now, and I, I can finally see uh, World's End, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, I want to shout right. this out here, sure, shout to listeners. I am still desperately seeking Susan, <laughs> a proper version of Dead Alive, the uncut. Realized oh, God, version yeah. of Dead Alive. I'm gonna try because I used to have it on VHS. I think it only exists in VHS. God damn it! No, I I've got to find it on DVD. DVD there is a DVD version of it. It was on my Netflix queue for a long time, but it was it was just delayed, 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 delayed. And I finally gave up on it. I think I have. I'll look. I'll look around if either. If I don't have, I'll, I'll check the house because that's one. By all accounts, it's a very bare bones DVD. Yeah, I don't even care. As long as the film is intact, I don't know if it's wide. I watched it. I was so depressed. So much stuff was cut out. I didn't understand it. Jackson keeps saying he's going to revisit it and give us the whole shebang, but what? Please, any day now. Well, that was ten maybe, years ago when we heard that. Well, yes, and he's been a little bit busy. He has. Uh, but this would be the time, right? This would be the time to fucking. Because after those boring Hobbit movies, boring. <laughs> Duncan, as you're listening to this, go out in the living room and check and see if Dead Alive is out there. <laughs> Hobbit <laughs> movies are boring. And give Daddy a call. That's all right. <laughs> Vincenzo Natale's 1997 indie horror movie Cube is getting a remake by Lionsgate. The story documents the plight of a group of seemingly random strangers attempting to escape a diabolical design of an enormous booby-trapped cube. I'm sorry, what kind of traps? Diabolical. Boobies, you said. (laughs) I don't remember that at all. I just remember Chris and Slater on a skateboard. He wouldn't get gleaming the the cube. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, very nice. (laughs) Impressive. (laughs) Gleaming the cube. Was that ever a phrase that any of us used? No. No. Not that I was into skating, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, I know Ollie and and, and a kick flip and a few other things. Anyone ever say, oh, you're gleaming the cube, dude? (laughs) How did that ever become a movie title? Although I really hope with the announcement of the new Tony Hawk game coming out, I hope they use it. Uh, They probably will. (laughs) I just read a preliminary thing that said it's shit. Oh, really? Well, the last one was shit. Right? I know. It's garbage. The last few, actually. Fucked franchise. You know, I can't wait for uh, 
uh, Rock Band 4, dude. Oh, woohoo! So hey, excited. It's coming. You so were saying excited. those guitars were not in the. I'm, I'm seeing those all over the uh, um, thrift stores now. Oh, the, the controllers? Yeah. Yeah, probably people just gave up on. Well, you don't want to buy a thrift store guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like buying a thrift store Mac. Those, well, those, and, those and things break fair. so easy. Yeah, you're not going to get an intact. I piece. have three, I think. No, I have two. Uh, and I, I have the Guitar Hero versions because those were actually better for me. Okay. For my the way I handle them. Wait, is this the one with the live audience? Like that's you? the Guitar Hero, the new Guitar Hero. Okay. I don't know how they're handling Rock Band for exactly. But the new Guitar Hero's got that live audience bullshit. Yeah. It's going to be dumb. We had one. Uh, it looks good, though. Like they, okay. I mean, I don't, it, those games. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Oh, right. We had one I had to take apart several times because, like, when the contact was just. Oh, my God. How many times were we taking apart a guitar? And then, like, and then even <laughs> after that, we sent it in and they sent us, like, a, like a replacement guitar. And it still was kind of funky. Yeah. Mm. I do regret not being able to pick up the Beatles instruments. Uh, mm. Yeah, I really wanted just those, too. I was a little too. shy on coin. But I have all the I, my stuff still works, and I have that whole Beatles game. That's a good game. I don't have the keyboard. Never got the keyboard, but I'm not really missing that. There's a few good nine inch nails. How about you just go out and buy an actual instrument and play? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that'd be the but, that'd be the real thing to do. I have yeah. a guitar. Yeah, we have the can keyboard you play controller. It's I can a, play three or four right. chords. Like, I'm yeah, thinking of that episode of South Park right now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he plays it for real, and everyone's like, "That sucks." Now watch this. I got the controller. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. Now, going back to Cube. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, let's say Gleam that Cube. Gleam, right, it's, it's a comedy cube. It's a thing Paul does. It's cool. That's you a good movie. I the, original, it. the original's fresh premise and in, uh, ingenious... Cube. Oh, that's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> An ingenious set design made the micro-budget movie is made for $350,000. Canadian production. Yes, I know. Into a cult classic. You're just right, right there ready. Among hardcore horror fans. And spawned a 2002 awful sequel, Cube 2, Hypercube. Cube 2, Hypercube. Yeah. Not even... What was Cube? This was a horror movie? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like a puzzle. It's, it's really actually good. really good. You should watch okay. it. You should watch All it. All right, cool. So now uh, directed by uh, Saman Kesh from his updated script pitch, Lionsgate New Cubed is described as a... <laughs> cubed. New cubed. cubed. Is it Rubik? A reimagined... Cube? <laughs> the Rubik's Cube. The Rubik's oh, Cube. Oh, that's the ending. I'm in. Hello. My Rubik, name is Rubik. The amazing cube. The reimagining of Natalie's classic and a sci-fi thriller about artificial intelligence, humanity, and the dawn of a new digital race. Okay. So digital that's happening. Race. But I do like that original Cube movie so much. That's good. They did so much with one set. Okay. It's wow. so impressive. I want have to you press seen on it? Netflix. I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like oh, I need it's to. It's good. It's good. No. I do have one, though, now. Gleaming the mat. What do you think? <laughs> no. no. All right. <laughs> Matting the cube? Matting, Matting the cube. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the rope. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just going to flip floppy. Oh, no way. Flipping the flop? Yeah. <laughs> Flipping the flop. <laughs> the not famous Paul. About Pushing flop the flipping The man. not yet famous Paul. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the uh, I was talking to somebody about your show. They were they were asking me where you guys are moving to. What show? The uh, Bucket show. Bucket show. I have a couple. And he was talking about <laughs> the routine he remembered, and it was the same one I was about to say before he jumped in, which is the bullet and the revolver. Oh, the bullet and the revolver, a classic. We actually caught there were pictures of that, and I saw the pictures. Yeah. I was like, oh, the bullet and the revolver. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. So I had a car. That was a classic the bullet. 
And I, when I stepped inside the bullet, I became the revolver. But then I realized as the scene went on that I totally fucked the analogy. And the car should have been known as the revolver. <laughs> I should have been called the bullet. But uh, but I couldn't break free from the, what I'd already called it. And I just I finally broke down. But it was a good scene. It was a really strong scene. But you worked that. Once you once you realize a mistake, you worked that into it. Well, that's it. Exactly. That's There are no mistakes. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, aren't you the one that always preaches commit fully yeah, to whatever there's no you do? no mistakes. Don't. don't Go half ass. He lives it, man. It worked lives out. It. it worked out. Yep. Who's ready for some red light, green light, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's been yeah. already days. time for a new season. Yeah. Of, there we go. Oh, this is all sci fi channel stuff, Actually, right? Actually, no. <laughs> what is it this year? This is Machinima. Whoa. Are they. Uh, Machinima has, allowed, has unveiled a slate of upcoming heroic programming targeting fandom and gamer culture. And developed with industry heavy hitters like DC Comics, Bruce Tim, Roberta Orsi, and Clive Barker. Where did Machinima get all their fucking money? Right? Right, right. <laughs> somebody Dude, you see I, those Mortal Kombat Somebody skits? dumped a bunch of good. money into them. The not what? Long the ago. Mortal Kombat ones? Those are pretty good. Uh, are those. Machinima? That's the, what do you call it, Mortal Kombat stuff? With Michael J. White and all those guys? Is that what you're talking about? With, well, Seven of Nine? Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't care for those. Okay. <laughs> But I'm I'm a picky bitch. Yes, so. I know you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> in a See, now, if we were trying to come up with a name for you, picky bitch, we could add <laughs> picky on. Bitch picky bitch good. does not work for flip floppy over here. Nope. Gleaming the cube, flip pushing the, the rope, gleaming the, the, gleaming the cube, and pushing the rope. <laughs> <laughs> in a presentation intended to generate interest from advertisers, CEO Chad Gustine said that Machinima is the ninth largest video entertainment platform in the United States. Largest, huh? And wow. the second most watched programmer on YouTube. Well, that's probably true. Here's the first one, PewDiePie or something bullshit. PewDiePie, so, PewDiePie. So here we go, gentlemen. Here's the breakdown. Red light, green light. Justice League, Gods and Monsters Chronicles Season 2. Season 1 hasn't come out yet, by the way. Okay. The man behind modern classic series Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series, Bruce Tim is bringing Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles to Machinima in a darker alternate universe. The good guys are not always so good. Superman is the son of Zod, not Jor-El, and raised by a Mexican immigrant worker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wonder Woman <laughs> hails from New Genesis. Knee and the- before Zod. <laughs> I had to kneel. Hey, Superman, <laughs> will you please pick up your clothes from the floor? I don't fucking think so, Mom. <laughs> I'm the son of Zod. I know, but I have to take care of you. I'm trying to teach you manners and how to be a good person. Please to be cleaning up your room and keep your clothes out of the living room and your free space. Make sure you pick up your free... I'll burn the fucking house down with my eyes if you say one more goddamn word. Okay. I shut up now. How the fuck did this planet survive the awkward teenage years of Superman? I have so many burns on my back. That's that's the real debt that we owe the Kents. Yeah. Letting, keeping teen angst Superman from blowing us the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Because if he heroes, come up yeah. during Nirvana and all that shit, it's fucking over. Right? I mean, what was he listening to? He must have been just listening to Classic Kansas 24-7. Well. <laughs> they, gave, they, gave they gave him nothing but Kansas and bread. They go, here, just listen no, no. to this. Calm the fuck We're down. We're both right. It was Lawrence Welk's versions of Kansas. <laughs> dust in the wind. Yeah. All we are is dust in the wind. 
Wonder Woman hails from New Genesis, not uh, New Yo, I'm from New Genesis. What are you? Bada bing, bada boom, man. And Batman. Hey, T. I mean, S. What are we S, what the fuck, huh? You think I'm some kind of fucking hooah? Is that what you think? I'm from New Genesis. Suck on these tits. Suck on it. When we do the when we do the sketch show, I am ready for the New Genesis uh, shore. I'm ready for the for that for that <laughs> sketch bit. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> Diana, I don't care what these bitches say. They're all a bunch of tramps, trashy tramps. There's one thing, one good thing that came out of uh, Hurricane Sandy. That's it right there. Destroying the fucking uh, Jersey Shore house. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And Batman is a vampire who feeds on criminals. <laughs> <laughs> fucking green light. <laughs> Say no more. Wait, this is a now, comic now, series, too. If I'm now, not season one is already set to launch in June, but Machinima yeah, DC man. Entertainment have already begun I'm development. That's hey, Alfred. Hey, Alfred. Knock, knock. Who is there? I'm Batman. I'm a vampire. Blah. <laughs> Pretty this good, is, huh? That never I've, gets old, so. I've heard this storyline <laughs> I moonlight before. as a comedian. We talked about this on an earlier one. No, no, no. But I mean, I I remember seeing uh, a comic with that cover and it talked about Batman being a vampire okay. and some of this other stuff. Aren't they making this into an animated or this is an animated? This is an animated okay. one. I'm yeah. pretty sure but it's that. not going to be a straight up film. It's going to be a pieced no. out yeah, short series. Ser- well, they've uh, they've begun development on season two. It's going to be a ten episode follow up of the initial limited series. I'll trust. Bruce oh no, Tim, no, wait! Dude. I get it. What his question? The question is: Are they actually animating this, or is it being done with Machinima, or is Machinima in this case just the channel? Machinima is the channel that this is okay. all going to be on. So, but but it's, they're not doing it with Machinima style. They're not taking no. a, a video DC, game and rearranging. No, no. okay. And for season two, an African American Mary Marvel will be introduced. As will Steel and a very alien-looking Green Lantern. So, yeah, fine. Red light, green light. I've already greenlit. Dude, green light. Vampire Batman, green light. Vampire Batman. It's, it's Bruce Tim. It, it, he's he's the one that has been responsible for all that stuff. So yeah, green light. Mexican yeah, well, Superman. Why are we talking about green this? Light. <laughs> Take my money. Where can I see this? All right. Where do I see Machine Can I? Is that another thing I have to buy? Can I watch us on? Uh, That's all on Netflix, it's on dude. YouTube. Or, I mean, yeah, YouTube. Free, you to, no, it's subscription, isn't it? So here's the next one. Very oh, concise, concise description. Uh, Clive Barker's creepy pasta. What? Clive Barker will curate and adapt submissions from the creepy pasta community to create live action stories based on viral urban legends such as Jeff the Killer, Slenderman, and Ben Drowned. Hmm. Um. Huh. Wow. Wow. Silence on this yeah. one. A lot, a, lot, a lot of thought going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm... I'm mm, green light, try yeah, it. Go no for it. Green light, sure. I mean, let's let's see what we can pull off. A live-action Slenderman? Sure. And you got know. Clive Barker curating. Yeah, but he's not... He's curating. He's not really writing. It, he's not right? writing, yeah. You I assume know. He's, I assume uh, he's not. No. That was know. one of the, uh, the lines from, um, uh, from uh, Welcome to Night Vale, the live version of it. They were talking about the the kids being uh, the kids were frightened of the uh, the creature in the window, but they're all calm now. But you know, just to make sure they're feeling safe, they had Slenderman watching them. Yes, Principal Slenderman was there. <laughs> <laughs> I say red light just because it's it's I don't know the whole bringing urban legends that's been done before. It's not not just urban legends. These are creepy pastas. They're its own 
yeah. thing. Right, but... Internet horror stories is yes. its own thing. I get that. I just... Mm. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not All sold. Right. Gr- red light for me. Three greens and a red. Always going to be different. Look at you. Hey, at least we don't, have, uh, we don't have K mad at us. We're good. <laughs> That's right. Well, he hasn't had to tie break yet. I know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> then you have hashtag for hero. Uh, it has hashtag yeah. in the title. I want to <laughs> red light it already. Red light. <laughs> Initial thought, red light. Carry on, though. The yes. comic Dal H for Hero about mm-hmm. people gaining random powers via a mysterious telephone has been a cult hit for T- DC Comics, and Machinima aims to update the concept for the smartphone era. A live-action action comedy, hashtag for Hero, focuses on a young woman named Nellie Tribble, who uses an app that grants her superhero abilities for a short amount of time. According to the show description, quote, the problem is her superpowers are dictated by whatever is trending on social media at the moment, and they're always only semi-useful, unquote. Green light. I like that. Yeah, okay. Um, red, um, red light. Cute idea. I'm, I'm green lighting it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Give it a shot. I, like I mean, uh, and Dial H the, for the Hero was... One, the, yeah. I like Dial H for Hero. The, yeah, and that's this, the thing is it was always it was always hit and miss, though. It was always... It was never a real huge hit. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, but this this sounds like enough of a twist on it that could be interesting. Emily Shyamalan, what a twist. I don't, I don't find it <laughs> compelling at all. Red light. Next one, High School 51. Area 51 is not just a place for aliens to crash. It's also where they've built a home and had kids. Kids who need to go to school. Created Uh, and produced by Roberto Orsi, the mind behind Transformers, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Star Trek, Sleepy Hollow, Lost, and Fringe, and starring Orlando Jones. Don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So basically a Roswell. Uh, High School 51 focuses on Dream Lake High School. Dream Lake, cute. Where aliens and one human attend a sci-fi school hidden in the government facility. Red light. Red light. Red light. light. There it is. Barf. Farts. And next up, DC Hero Project. Also a partnership between Machinima, Blue Ribbon Content, and DC Entertainment, the Hero Project is an elimination challenge series between eight contestants setting out to develop a live-action short based on DC's Starman comics. According to Machinima, they are, quote, setting out to discover the next great creator for the world of DC Comics, unquote, and will introduce guest judges and celebrity guests on a panel with DC Entertainment Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns to oversee the proceedings. What do you say for DC Hero Project? It is so hard to push any reality show past me, and that one doesn't sell me at all. Red light. light. Wow. It's fine. I'm leaning more towards the red. I don't care. Three reds and... Green. Paul Green's like, yep, whatever. I'm done done stopping most of the things. The only things I'll stop are the ones that are just like, oh, no. (laughs) But that's fine. All right. And the last one, RoboCops. Okay. A short short form web series based on the 1987 classic film and borrowing from the old Fox TV show Cops. The concept is that Delta City is patrolled by standard issue Robocops and viewers will tag along for the ride as they respond to calls in a mock reality TV series. It's like troops. It's like troops. Robocops. Yeah. That's been done. According to Machinima, quote, the series is shot from the first-person point of view of the RoboCop officers. Heads oh, up no. displays nope. along, along, along with security cameras, dash cams, yeah. and drones. Red light. Red well, light's been done. Yonsville. Um, I will green light it green tentatively, light. but it's a real weak green light. 
Just to hear bad had boys, me until bad the boys, first what person. you gonna do? Had me until the first person stuff, uh, but the drones and everything, sure, why not? Yeah. All right, red, green, green. green. And not in. Great. Not nodding. Thank you. That's not in. Great, great podcasting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm nodding. And that's it. The Machinima lineup, except for one thing, oh. got greenlit across the board. Yeah. So coming to a Machinima near you. But uh, as always, these are things we really don't have any. We couldn't stop them if we wanted to. These yes, are already happening. They, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, I do have uh, one more red light, green light to All add. Right. That yeah. is not Machinima. All right. Steven Spielberg is teaming up with Sci-Fi to develop a new scripted series based on Aldous Huxley's classic sci-fi novel, Brave New World. Huxley's novel is one of the most decorated pieces of English language literature, genre, or otherwise, and is set in a world without poverty, war, or disease. Humans are giving mind-altering drugs and free sex, while consumerism runs rampant. People are no longer able to re- reproduce, but are instead engineered in hatcheries, and those who won't conform are forced into reservations. But everything changes when one savage challenges the status quo. Quote, Brave New World is one of the most influential genre classics of all time, sci-fi president Dave Howe said. Its provocative vision of a future gone awry remains as a powerful and timeless as ever, promising to be a momental Television event, Brave New World, is precisely the groundbreaking programming that is becoming the hallmark of sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Is it a series or a, a series. miniseries? Probably, I'm guessing it's a miniseries. Probably it doesn't really limited, sit. Yeah, probably limited It's series. just a new scripted series. That's all it's given me. Yeah, I can't hear you either now. You went away. But when you walk, talk, walked away from your microphone. Talk again, Jeff. Talk uh, immediately. There you go. You're there. Uh, there you go. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, they did They did a, a TV version of this already before, but uh, it's Spielberg. He probably pulled off, right? It's, uh, the it's, la- this is with the... I don't know if anybody here saw Taken, but it's the same production group. You know, Ooh, I, I saw it. I like that. I think it's yeah. due for a, a decent remake because um, it's had like two made-for-TV movies, and I think the second one was like a mini-series event. I want to say Monkey uh, York. Was Monkey York involved in one of those? He, York was in, I believe, the very first one. Okay. Uh, I'd back have to, when I'd I would have seen it, it on, on the year on the, back like, in my TV. I want to say it was in the 70s there yeah, was a right. made for TV. But, uh, you know, it's it's due for a, a, a more modern take on the, the science fiction aspect of it. So, yeah, I, I'd give it a green light. All right. Sweet. Actually, I like the idea. I hope they do well with it. Yeah. Because it could go real bad real easy. Right. Red Dwarf is coming back for two seasons. Dave, that's a UK TV cha- uh, cable channel, has announced that Red Dwarf 11 and Red Dwarf 12 will begin production in the fall. The new episodes are set to air 2016 and 2017, respectively. The last time we saw Chris Berry as Rimmer, uh, Craig Charles as Lister, Danny John Jules as Cat and Robert Llewellyn as Crichton was three years ago in the 2012 six-part series Red Dwarf X. Didn't which, the guy that played Lister kind of implode? I, I, I will get back. All to, had, they've all had their troubles. Okay. Uh, which was a follow-up to 2009's successful Red Dwarf Back to Earth. The new series will be penned and directed by series co-creator Doug Naylor. First airing in 1982 on the BBC, Red Dwarf drew more than 8 million viewers during its eighth and final season. It has sold over 11.5 million DVD and videos worldwide and has been broadcast in 25 countries. Charles Craig, who plays Dave Lister, 
will have to leave the British soap opera Coronation Street after 10 years on the show in order to film the new series. He said, quote, I feel I owe it to my colleagues on Red Dwarf to join them in filming the new series and finding out what is in store for Lister and the others, unquote. Hell yeah. Okay. I, uh, I can't wait. I love that show. I uh, got through several scenes of it and then it started to fall apart on me. Is there a, is there a weak middle and it gets better? Or? There are some There are some weak spots. There are definitely some some weak spots, but yeah, it kind of, it it's episode to episode, honestly. Okay. In every in every season, there's a couple of clunkers, but I was very, I was a uh, um, what's his name is on that uh, the talk show host now um, the Scottish guy. Um, oh, Ferguson, the, Craig Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. on one of the episodes. Yeah, got me. When you said Scottish, I was I was going with like Graham Norton. I was like, yeah. what you, <laughs> <laughs> Graham Norton on there. It's a uh, it's a cool show, and that you know that's another show that. Deep Space Nine stole a bunch of shit from. Mm. Well, actually, Voyager for the holographic doctor. Yeah. Okay. Rimmer was the first hologram character. Ah. Mm-hmm. Nah, does he get killed in the, right in the beginning or is he? Yeah, he gets killed, killed and that's right, how he becomes the hologram. Right, that's how he right, right in the beginning. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was Picardo, so who cares? Picardo, baby. Yeah. yeah. German electronics chain Saturn. Posted a premature listing for a Disney Infinity 3.0 Star Wars set. Yeah, I saw that. The ad shows what's presumably a Clone Wars starter pack containing figures of Anakin. Is that Ahsoka Tano? Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano and a playset stylized after the Clone Wars Rebel logo. However, there's also anachronistic cast of characters in the background, including Leia riding a Tauntaun with C-3PO and R2-D2. And an Obi-Wan Kenobi pod racing against Darth Maul. This suggests that the Clone Wars pack is only one of several Disney Infinity Star Wars releases we can expect to see, covering a wide swath of the Star Wars canon. Little else is known about the pack at this point, since only digital specifications and the price, that's $79, appear in the listing. Okay, these are the little figures that you put in. These are the damn things that are sitting by my television. Okay, for the whole story up until that point where I made that connection... I thought it was a car thing. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Is Infinity? <laughs> yeah. Like the car Infinity? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was like, a pod racer version of the Infinity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that. I was just thinking some sort of decorations in the inside of the car or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and finally, we can thank Commander K for this story because he's, uh, he's the one that let me know about this. Uh, and I'm hoping, Andy, you can expound. A little bit. Uh, Weihun Zhu employee Zhang Bang Sheng. <laughs> Oh, it Sorry. gets worse. It just gets worse. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, this you. is China. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that a young Francois leaf monkey in his care had become dangerously constipated oh. after it consumed a peanut that had been tossed into its enclosure. Ate a peanut, ate a peanut, <laughs> ate a peanut just now. Being just now I ate a peanut <laughs> and I can't go take a shit. Being too big to pass through the monkey system naturally, the peanut had to be extracted manually, oh. Zhang told local reporters. Uh, the three-month-old Lantong oh. was too small for laxatives, so he had no choice but to extract the wayward legume with his tongue. Oh! After washing its bottom with warm water, <laughs> Zhang spent an hour tonguing the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Tonguing the monkey's pooper <laughs> before the peanut finally popped out. 
this small, and then he ate it. this small <laughs> Francois Langer is only three months old. It is the first Francois leaf monkey to be born in nearly ten years at this animal park. The Francois Langer is a rare primate. is among the nation's most protected animals because the monkey is too small. It wasn't suitable to use a medicine to let it defecate. Okay, so did he go like this? Like, I, I don't know. There's like, a photo online. There's a photo online of him this, licking the monkey's butt. There is. That's like Okay, so no, I could use my I, fingers, but I really want to taste what a monkey's ass. <laughs> well, you wash it first. <laughs> that way you don't get the full flavor. Oh, man. I don't really understand... <laughs> why the tongue I, was necessary? Why that helps? Exactly. Whatever. Fine. Good for him. The tongue. <laughs> tongue wet finger. The, the only thing the, I can add to it yeah. is it's old news. This is several years old. This happened. This happened a long time ago. And yeah. He's never lived it. Down. Okay. Hey, aren't you the guy that tongued the monkey's ass? Yeah, that's him. I, I meant to call my brother before the show, but I just it slipped my mind. So okay, this is old I'll, news. I'll, I'll try and find out more about monkey butt looking. But I didn't. Even, I did. Uh, <laughs> Put that in your yeah. phone. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Google I, that. I will tell you. <laughs> Google that shit. I don't if care. If you hang up with zookeepers, they're fascinating, intelligent people. They're wonderful, but they like talking about animal shit a lot. There's a lot to be learned. Yeah. That doesn't surprise well, me at that's all. The, that was a major plot point in Jurassic Park. That's right. That is a big pile of shit. Found all the turd and was like, look at the melons and the, look at their diet. Wow. <laughs> look what they eat. That's how yeah. you learn. I was in a pool with... A dozen zookeepers, and the subject turned to the worst animal poop to clean up. And the answer was uh, apparently carnivores. Carnivores are rough. Sure, like, sure. But what's the worst sticky carnivore? Sticky and smelly. Leopards. Leopards. Mm. You mean they don't have like a giant cat litter box? No, nope, they leave lots of spots. <laughs> <laughs> you need a spot remover to take care of their poops. Hey, oh, what takes care of your poops? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Paul's new nickname is the leopard. <laughs> the leopard for poop. all the spotting that you do. <laughs> ooh, ooh, monkey licker Matt. No. Monkey licker Matt. Monkey, monkey licker Matt. I did not lick a monkey. <laughs> not yet. Stop not up. yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We can arrange it. No. no. <laughs> oh, your brother? You're going to send never down say one never. of those <laughs> First time you're on the video show, what's going in my mouth? I think we'll just monkey's call you. Monkey's ass. We'll just call you Gleam in the Cube, man. I think Gleam in the Cube is it. No. No. Come on. It's Canadian. Gleam well, in the monkey licker Paul ate bull penis. You can eat monkey butthole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all the same coming out, man. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Dandy. Gleaming Cube. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Gleaming Cube. There you go. Gleaming Cube. The Rope Pusher. Rope Pusher. Uh, (laughs) Pre Viagra. Fuck this show. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. (laughs) We'll call you Mic Drop. Mic Drop. Matt drop. Mike drop Matt. Matt drop. Just a mic drop. Matt drop Mike. <laughs> Matt drop. Yeah, I think I told you this before. I had a roommate named Matt, and for two weeks, every time I'd see him, I'd say, welcome, Matt. And it Bump. took him two weeks before I realized, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You're stepping I haven't heard that me. one before. Ho, 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 Andy. Appar- You're cutting the, edge of jokes. Apparently, Paul should this learn guy a few things. I tried to get it the first that time, but he didn't. That joke was exceptional. Oh, wow. I put it in my issue 43. 43, where Dr. Doom comes out of a... I'm turning to Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Then Dr. Doom comes out of the castle, and he says, Hey, Reed Richards, I'm tired of your bullshit. 
and he just fucking shoots him in the head. He shoots him in the head, which he should have done like 50 issues ago. And it works. He's fucking dead. And he goes back and has a beer and relaxes for the rest of the night. And Latveria is safe once more. So he should have shot him three issues before the, so the book started? Just shoot him. <laughs> this becomes Dr. Doom's new thing. And oh boy, true believers, if you thought that episode was exciting, wait till you see the sequel. Excelsior, my dick-licking rope-pushing friend. Oh, yeah.